explain the logic to me because Lock I my podcast is about to sell up, so I'm gonna have to um, let it do its thing. It's gonna talk. And, um, Welcome to the Science of Yes show. with your hostess okay, Pam so Heath, the Yes Each week, Pam will speak about the energy of yes and how you can use it to create an extraordinary, prosperous life that you will absolutely love. Pam has spent a lifetime creating and leading transformational programs and is passionate about making abundance available for everyone through the power of yes. you to like Pam's show before leaving the program. So, open your mind and open your heart and be ready to receive what is possible for your friend, the Yes Coach. Yes. And that was the opening music. <laughs> it's like, say yes! So I'm, I'm uh, the Yes Coach and I have a show every Thursday night. I have a podcast. Welcome, welcome, Antoinette. How are you? Say hi. I'm well. I can't stay long. I have uh, my husband just like, get off of that. <laughs> that clubhouse. Are you another one at Clubhouse? You know, the widower, he's, he's like, get off that clubhouse. I was like that when I first joined right. Clubhouse. So, um, yeah, every. That's the title of your room, Science of Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Every Thursday night at 8 o'clock, I, I do this podcast, and I open up Clubhouse to it. Um, I'm the Yes Coach, and I, I examine the energy of Yes. And I say that you can leverage your knowledge and belief in the power of Yes and create an extraordinary, prosperous life by design. I, I say that the universe resonates at the energy of Yes. And so um, I'll give you an example, because um, I was just sharing with Olivia, who's a good dear friend, that I'm having a three-day event next weekend, um, all about the energy of yes. And I've invited several um, mentors and coaches to speak on my stage. And um, I, I reached out to some of them to get their headshots and their bios so that I could put it on the landing page and the registration page. And I reached out to one girl and said, I need you to send me your headshot and your bio so I can put it on the landing page. And she responded, I'm not at home. So is that a yes or a no? Neither. Well, in a way, inside the science of yes, that's a no. Because I say, say yes, and then sort out what needs to be done. Say yes first, and then sort it out. We'll figure it out. So the fact of the matter is, I'm not home means I cannot do it. That's, your, that's what you lead with? That's what I mean by the science of yes. So the universe resonates at the energy of yes. So when you say yes, you're flowing along the stream of energy of life in the direction it's going. And when you leverage that knowledge of how life works, you can create anything, anything you want is possible. And that's my teaching. I guide people to have the life that they love. And I do it by coaching them from this positive mindset so that everything that life offers you, you're saying yes. 
There's no mistake. I'm open to receive that. I'm committed to that. There's some things I need to sort out. But the answer to the question is yes. And a lot of times it really, really profoundly makes a difference when you say yes and open yourself up to receive the contribution of the universe, of of your family, friends, and associates, of your loved ones, say yes. It's really remarkable. And I find that when I am coaching my clients and having workshops and like the event I'm having next weekend about the energy of yes, the biggest breakthrough for most of the people who are engaged and participating in the conversation is the conversation of low self-esteem and fear. Fear utilizes your energy to stop you in your tracks when you're up to big things. And I say it like that purposely, like fear is an outside thing, because you are not fear. You have fear, but you are not fear. As human beings, the emotion fear is just another of many emotions. It does not define you personally. Does that make sense? It does. Powerful. Yeah, and and I just, you know, want to contribute to the world this, I feel, ordained message that I have, that the universe resonates at yes, and when you say yes, you can have it all. Anything you want. I like to use the analogy of the genie from Aladdin. And when I think of the genie, I can't help it. For forever and a day, it will always be the voice of Robin Williams. The genie in Aladdin sang a song called, You Ain't Never Had a Friend Like Me. And that's the universe. You say you want something, and the universe, in Robin Williams' voice, says, You ain't never had a friend like me. And it will deliver anything you ask for. But you have to be willing first to say you want it. And I deal all the time with people who are afraid to say they want something because, number one, they think they shouldn't have it, couldn't have it, or someone will judge them because they want it. And they also have a concern that they don't deserve it. And they might even think that, well, I want a man and he needs to be good looking and have money. And they think that's shallow. And they don't want you to think that they're shallow. Do you follow? I do. So do you think that this is um, something we consciously know that we want or don't want? Or is it a lot of times, like, we, okay, let's just say, in my mind, I know that I'm worthy a certain thing, that everything else about my body says differently. What do you say about that? So if in your mind, in the, I'm going to answer the first question you asked because it was very succinct. Yes, there are subconscious desires that you might not be aware of. There's things you know you want. You live in an apartment and you want to live in a house. That's like right there for you, like the alien on your face, you know? But then there's things that you didn't know you wanted. Like, for instance, you're in a relationship with someone who doesn't appreciate you. And subconsciously, you want more. But you're satisfied with what you have because it's better than nothing. So, yes, there are subconscious desires. And when you leverage the energy of yes, you're allowed to dream 
about what could be and not make it mean that you're being selfish, self-centered, or, you know, unrealistic. So your subconscious thoughts will come to the surface when you let them. And whatever it is you want, remember, it's okay to want it, and it's okay to wish for it and manifest it and do everything you can to have it. But there's one piece that must go along with your desire, your wishes, your dreams, and that's action. You must take correlated action. And by correlated, I mean actions that are designed to have you have that thing. If you say, for instance, one of the things that I tell some women, they say, oh, I want the perfect man. Oh, do you? And what does the perfect man look like to you? He's handsome. He's six foot four. He's buff. He has money in the bank. He, he and his mother, you know, are, you know, estranged. Do I don't have to deal with my mother-in-law? You know, all these things that are there for them immediately for this man. And so I say, and how's your house? Is it a mess right now or is it clean? Oh, it's a mess right now. Oh, okay. So if he walks in the door right now, he's going to see your house a mess. You want him to be perfect, but you get to be sloppy. But the reality is that's not true. If you knew the most handsome man in the world, the perfect man for you, was about to knock on your door, you'd be like Wilma trying to get ready for Stoney Curtis. You know, it's, it, you'd be running around the house cleaning up because you want it to look fine and perfect for your perfect man to see. So your actions are not correlate with what you want if the house is a mess. Do you follow? Yes. The, the actions must be correlate. Must be correlate because you're telling the universe, I want this, and here's what I'm going to do to have that. For every action, there's a reaction. So if you want to fill a void, you must make sure that void is ready to receive. Every action correlate to you having that thing must be taken. So my thing is say yes and then take a step. Say yes and then take a step. You must take action. And this is the piece, by the way, that's missing from the law of attraction when people distinguish it. Like if you go on, you know, podcasts where they're talking about the law of attraction or you watch The Secret and you go talk to people about The Secret, people forget to add, yes, manifestation works when you visualize and put your being into the energy of having that thing. But the piece that's missing that they don't talk about is the actions correlate to you having it. So let me share something with you. Please. Please. No, I'm anxious to hear what you have to say. Okay, so for uh, for a very long time, I produced very large-scale natural wellness experts and had some incredible speakers take my stages. But I, I, I didn't realize that what I was doing, I was creating these incredible events, pipe and drape, vendors from all over the world, speakers from all over the world, but I did it in such a way where I never really had to take the stage myself. And then um, I, I, did, I didn't realize it was a way of hiding in plain sight. And mm. now what I do is instead of creating these stages for what I consider to be the gems of the world, the people out there healing people on, on, on a daily basis without the use of toxic or invasive methods, now I work with them 
and I help them create their own stages. And, and it could either be through an event or through a program or, you know, engaging experiences, remote client services, all of those kinds of things. But what that's done is, is it's made me have to step into a stage. And it's so interesting the pushback I'm getting from myself that I didn't even real I didn't realize. Um, so, for instance, I had a three-day event scheduled in April, and a couple of things happened. I spent a lot of money on a marketing agency, thought I did my due diligence, and turned out that it was, it was just beyond, beyond terrible, but I could share the story with you. Mm. The other thing that happened was I got struck through. I am very healthy. I never get sick. And right before my event, I get struck through. Um, so I had to reschedule, a lot of contracts on the line, so I had to wind up paying for things, services that I didn't receive um, at no fault of the people, you know, at no fault of the vendors, that's just how it goes. And so now the event is July 27th, 28th, and 29th. I have incredible speakers, and it's going to be an incredible event, and all I can think is, how can I get out of this? And it's but I don't want so much is on the line with this event. And it's gonna be an incredible event, but I am just like what ha- what what have I done? I'm gonna have to be the one on the forefront keeping the energy going for three days, you know, all all of the things, all of the moving parts and I'm not exactly sure where that comes from. There's a few instances in, you know, my early development where I can kind of see where maybe that came from, where I I was good at making sure everything was going well and bringing the family and situations to a higher level, but I, I stayed in the background. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I didn't consciously carry that into my adulthood, but now that I'm kind of pushing my own career to the next level, I'm starting to see it come out. And uh, so, anyway, I, I love that just that simple word, yes. Say yes to myself. And I have. I've said yes. I made the step. I'm like, what the bleep was I thinking? <laughs> you know, that's really cool because you're pointing exactly to the whole conversation of yes. And, you know, it's understandable because we oftentimes, you know, we, we jump out on the skinny branches to make something happen. And then we look around and realize we're high up. And at first it, it seems like, yeah, this is what there is to do. And then we wonder, what was I thinking? I'm out here on the skinny branches and I'm, I'm wearing a skirt and the wind's blowing my skirt up and people can see my underwear. It, it's like that. But just know that um, God's got your back. When you take on big bites and you take on what it is that you need to do, the actions you need to take to forward your message, you are going to find that everything always, 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 always turns out because you're up to big things. And I like to tell people that you've got some sort of message in your mission in life, and that message was meant to be heard. It was meant to be heard. So you taking the actions correlate with your dreams is going to pay off in an extraordinary way. And I don't say that to you like, like you know, I'm guessing. I've lived it. 
I know this to be the case. I will take you to Las Vegas and I will give you excellent odds. You are going to find everything you dreamed of by taking the actions and continuing to take the actions that are correlate with your desires. Amen, sister. I totally believe that. I believe that we're each given a job, and but we're also each given the choice as to whether or not we're going to step into that job. Let's and, talk about it, and you're the only one that can. If we don't take that position, then it's just a void. You know, somebody else is going to do maybe something similar, but it's still not going to affect the, the people, the atmosphere, the world at large in the way that it would have if you would have stepped in. So yeah, there's a lot of variables, a lot of a lot of working parts, a lot of reasons to be concerned. But at the end of the day, it's more about the message than the delivery, right? And everything working perfectly. We live in a world now where scrappy is the new perfect. Nothing we all have the carpet pulled right out from underneath our feet in 2020 and it kind of made us come face to face with the fact that things aren't perfect and um, I, I guess that word perfect is coming to my mind because I have hidden behind that too. Everything's got to be just right mm. or, or I can just kind of get out of this and I'm kind of seeing that come back like want everything with all the tech right, want the nice backdrop, but it's not going to happen. So all of that uh, thrill is not going to happen, but right now, it's actually better that it's not, because people are in a place where they're not looking for perfection. You can look at people like Tony Robbins, um, Sue McLaren, some of the big influencers out there right now who can afford the best photographers and the most polished looking ads, and notice that most of them are using snapshots from either selfies or their friends standing there snapshotting them because they're trying to relate to how we all are right now and how we all are is that we can't relate to perfection none of us can so i'm talking to myself i'm kind of preaching to myself right now <laughs> yeah but there are you know the people who are listening on on clubhouse and also you know here on blog talk radio can resonate with what you're saying because everything you're pointing to is what it is to be a human being and the, the thing you want to know is that everything is part of the journey. Everything that you're dealing with, somebody else is going to come behind you and deal with, with that same thing, and you've already taken a machete to the jungle. So bravo. Share your message and get it across to everyone. Share the love and share the experience. Because that's what it is to be alive and to be human, is to contribute to others and to make a difference. So I applaud you, and, and I say bravo, bravo. Thank you for that. Yeah, I think um, I almost didn't come into this room or into into your space tonight because I knew I was going to get drawn in and, <laughs> and everything. <laughs> I to move on. But you know what? It's no mistake that I do. Very powerful message that you have, Pamela, for us here in the room and then also for all that are listening on the radio now and in the days and years to come. Very powerful message. And what a simple, powerful word, yes. Yes. And, you know, the whole universe was, in my book, was spoken into existence with words. I believe words are, have, have in its power 
and uh, we use them so carelessly. We don't understand the power. And you have taken just one three-letter word and created a movement in it, and that movement is going to change a lot of lives. Um, at the same time, no is just as powerful. We can't really have a yes without a no, right? Exactly. A lot of times we allow things into our um, into our mind and into our lives that we should be saying no to. A lot of times we take the thoughts of others and claim them as our own. Let's just say, let's just say our mother. And this is personal personal truth. Our mother had a really poor self-image, really poor confidence in herself. And you take that and claim it as your own without even realizing it. Mm. And you just sometimes need to say, no, I love my mother with my whole heart, but that's not mine, it's hers. Mm. You're absolutely right. Just unbelievable. It's the legacy, and we have to keep that in mind when we become parents. The legacy you give your kids, how you feel about yourself is how they feel about themselves. Welcome to um, the Science of Yes, Adriana. I'm so glad you stepped in. Thanks for having me. I want. I was. I just jumped on in because it looked like a good room. <laughs> <laughs> We're just getting started. I'm here every Thursday night at 8 p.m. I have a podcast called The Science of Yes. I'm actually on my podcast at the same time I have Clubhouse open. You need to be aware that this is being recorded because it is a podcast. So if you do not want to be heard on the recording, then remain silent. But I hope that you are willing to be heard because this is a very profound and powerful conversation that I call the science of yes. And essentially, it's not about the word, the, the semantics of it. It's about the energy, the beingness of it. And we do have um, someone who stepped forward uh, in the podcast on the phone lines, I'm going to open up the line and see if this person has a question. Hi, you're on live with Pam Heath and Science of Yes. Who's this? Hi, this is Grace. Hi, Grace. How are you? Did you have a question? Yeah, I have a situation I'm a little bit stressed about and I'm not so sure what to do. I um, Someone referred a new a client to me, and I just assumed, like, they either couldn't afford me or something, so I gave them, like, my lower rate, and then come to find out that they could possibly afford me, and um, so I, they wanted me to, um, I thought, I just feel like I should have charged her my fee, and I didn't, and I regret it. And so it's like a stupid mix of things, and it's a new person. So I don't want to, you know, get this whole thing in between the whole the work. But kind of, I'm really unhappy with what I asked for, or it's kind of something around about that makes me. Maybe it's greed. I don't know. Is it greed? So I, Are you feeling greedy today? Um, no, I have a set fee, and I want to be able to make that money, and I haven't yet. But it's no, it's not greedy because a lot of people... No, it's not greedy, is it? 
It's not greed at no. all. You can let that go. You can release that. Sometimes when we are feeling awkward or weird or like something's not going right, we the first thought we go to is that there's something wrong with me. I'm feeling something I shouldn't be feeling and I'm thinking something I shouldn't be thinking. And just know that the the worst possible scenario that you come up with in your mind is probably not the one. Just so you know. You can count on it. That's just the stuff that right. you come up the with. The worst is that I would yeah, lose the worst her, scenario but is not true. Okay. Um, I'm going to give you my take on your situation from the science of yes, because I assume that's why you stepped up. And I want you to know that I can relate to what you're talking about because I have a service that I provide. I coach from the, you know, the, the positive mindset of the energy of yes. And I put a value on that service and on my time. And there are times what you're describing is that somebody referred someone to you and actually said to them, this is what she charges. And it was lower than what you were prepared to charge. And this person now has right. it in their mind. This is what you charge. It's happened. You know, it, 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 this, it happens. People, you know, yeah. refer you to people and say they charge this much. They show up thinking you're going to pay, they're going to pay X. And, and you're startled to hear that because that is not your fee. So, you know, here's where you want to really take a stand. Because where most human beings go to, in their mind, they go to, I have to take this because I need the money and I need the client. So I'm going to accept they want to pay. And it's up to you. There's an integrity to your price structure that is an indicative of your value. And you need to be in communication with the potential client. That's not my fee. However, um, we might be able to work something out in a friends and family discount but that's not even my friends and family discount. And I'm sorry that well, my friends I quoted the, the problem is that I quoted it to her. Like she didn't really ask me what my fee was. I just said, I just gave her the lower fee. And then I come to find out she could possibly, she can afford it. I started feeling bad. Oh, I, I misinterpreted what you said. So you quoted her a lower fee thinking she couldn't afford you and later found out she could have afforded you and you compromised yeah. on your fee because your opinion was this lady can't pay my work. So I want you to know you that um, in that situation, you can't go back to her and change it because you found out she can afford you. That doesn't work. Okay. Okay? You can't go back okay. and say, oh, you know what? I gave you the wrong fee. Here's the real fee. You can't do that. It's not greed, by the way. That's not greed. You know, okay. you have, have to, to bring integrity. To hold on, hold on. Let me let me get this across to you because this is not going to be easy for you to hear. You have to bring integrity to your self-worth. You have to quote how much it costs to work with you because that's how much it costs. Like when you go to Ralph's or Vaughn's or Albertson's to buy a head of cabbage and a you know, a packet of rice so that you can make dinner. You don't go to the cashier and say, I'm in a really foul mood today, so I'd appreciate it if you give me a 25% discount. What would they say to that? No. No. This is how much the cabbage costs. This is how much the rice costs. This is what you're going to pay us or you're not leaving here with cabbage and rice. Do you get that? Because it has nothing to do with ego it has nothing to do with opinions about what you can afford. It has nothing to do with your feelings in the matter. This is how much it costs. Okay. By the same token, 
the people in the back who make the fried chicken and the, and the you know the other things like roast turkey and all that other stuff when it's been out a certain amount of time they wrap it up and sell it at a discount don't they yeah they do when they choose to it's not up to right. you it's up to them they say well okay. i don't want a full price now it's not worth it so you might get up one day right. and say i need to generate a, uh, some cash so I'm going to lower my prices just for today. So if anyone comes today, you get 50% off because that's the day is, the 50% off day. You get to choose. It's not up to them. Because why? That's how much it costs. Are you with me? Well, you're saying that I basically, that I already set the price. It's not okay to change it again. It's too late. Ethically, ethically, it's not that it's too late, sweetie. It's the ethics of it. You, you know, yeah. I'm just being straight with you because it's my nature. You're not just going to mm-hmm. be able to change the chicken price at the register when exactly. it was fourteen dollars. You found out. You walked out the door with a roast chicken, and you found out they had one fifty percent off. And you can't go back to the cashier yeah. and say, "I want this one to be fifty percent off." It's not up to you. Yeah. They are the ones who are So about. how can I make it right? It's already that I'm right. Write Give her, sweetheart, you've got to trust this. It's already right. It happened for a reason. It happened just the way it should and just the way it shouldn't. Yeah. Give her the best service you've ever given anyone. Knock her socks off. And I promise you, just make sure she knows I gave you a discounted price. Anything you send to me is not going to get that price. You're a VIP. Just know that I gave you a discounted price. So that way she's not sending 15 people to you expecting that price. But you dazzle the you-know-what off of her, and she will send people to you. You can count on it. So stop trying to recoup from her or him because you already Okay, I'm going to tell her I'm going to adjust the bill because the... You already tried to recoup. You already yeah, tried to go tried. back to the same that's fine. I My thought was that you were calling in for some advice before you took action. And this is my coaching to you. Maybe it happens again, you'll take my advice. But you want to get that this is not a question of the price tag on your service. This is a question about your understanding and your integrity and your own self-worth. You adjusted your price because you have an opinion that she couldn't afford you. And then later you found out that it wasn't true. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And you, you're, That's you know, tough. kicking yourself. Oh, man, I could have got that price. I was going to ask, but I lowered it because I was afraid. And fear is, you know, is the practical joker in this conversation. Fear is the one that had you say what, you know, had you get less money when you could have. You know, it happens to people where they have an opinion. Oh, you're dressed a certain way. You look a certain way. You don't have any money. You'd be surprised. People will whip out a credit card that they've sat on for 10 years and never used that has a $20,000 limit if they really want to buy what you're selling. You have to have integrity around your self-worth. You have to understand, I provide a service and this is how much it costs. And you have to be adamant. Adamant. Do not waver from that price, no matter how badly the person wants you to waver. And you may lose that client. 
but then you weren't supposed to have them anyway. And I want you to know there are many, many people that need your services that cannot afford you. That's okay. When you're in a position, when you have money in the bank and you have a cushion, you can do pro bono out of the kindness of your heart. But until you're there, you need to be paid your worth. You need to be paid your worth. And this was a question of integrity around your self-worth. And however you resolve this with her, understand that from this day until the day you stop providing this service, it's all about your mindset, about your service, and what value it provides. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. And I, I can keep my integrity by keeping, keeping what I originally signed up to do. Exactly. And if she stays with me next year, I can raise my fee. You know, like that's exactly. It. Oh, it's so good to see you again. It, by the way, my fees are higher now. You can say yes. that to her when she shows up again. But here's the thing. If you're someone who has a service and you desperately need money and someone walks in and you decide they can't pay my fee and you lower your price, that's not a, a problem. That's an integrity issue. You must tell them your price. And if they say, oh, no, I can't pay that, well, they couldn't afford you anyway. And then you can look to see if there's something to do about that. I have a heart, too. And there are a lot of people I want to help. And I take on pro bono, bono people all the time. But not when my account has no money in it. It's like on the plane when you're about to take off. And the stewardess says, when the oxygen mask falls down, to put yours on first. You can't support or contribute to someone when you're choking and dying. If you need to put revenue in your bank account, then you cannot do pro bono work. Do you understand? Yes. I think I agree with you, and I'm happy because it was going to be very confusing if I, if I, if I did it in any different way than our agreement, our original agreement. Exactly. Exactly. So like I say, do the best job you've ever done. Do the best job. Just dazzle her with customer service. Make her feel like she's the queen of Sheba. Because when she gets done, let her know. Tell a friend. Tell a friend. You just got a discount, baby. Let people know I'm the best at this. And you, you, I promise you, if you take on that attitude, clients will be running to your door. But if you try to measure each person that walks through the door as to their ability to pay you, it won't be long before they need to bring a straitjacket to your office building. You follow? Yeah. It's going to make you crazy. It's going to drive you absolutely crazy. Can't afford me. I can't worry about that. I just have to know my worth, and exactly. that's my worth. And the other thing I want to say about who can't afford me because I know. That the people who call me, my audience is very heart-centered, loving, giving, you know, transformation of human beings, and they want to help the planet. They want to help the world. And they have a message. They have a service. They have something to contribute, and it's heart-centered, and it's profound. So you don't want to turn anybody away. You don't want to do that. But there's a way you can do that without going bankrupt. You know, make sure that your bank account has money in it 
so you can pay your bills, your rent, your gas, your life. When you're at a position when your bills are being paid, then you develop some sort of um, policy. No person turned away. If you can't afford my rate, let's talk. But until you're at the point where your bills are paid, and I mean paid, you're not struggling and eating bloody sandwiches every day. Your bills are paid and you're comfortable. I'm not talking about luxurious. I mean, you know, when you sit down, the chair doesn't break underneath you that you're comfortable and, you know, yeah, you're not worried sounds, about something getting turned off, then you can talk yeah, about it programs. Sounds more programs. Of, yeah, it sounds more that, that I value myself, even just exactly. you know, to make it, oh, that it was an error, let's move on, focus on the work. You know, let's put this behind us, focus on the work, and that will be resolved in another way, in another time. Lesson learned, exactly. you know. Don't exactly. underestimate people. Exactly. So I wanted to open up the conversation. I know you called in for coaching and support, but we have some people here as well who are listening from Clubhouse. Is there anyone else that wants to weigh in on this situation that we've been discussing? Wow, this feels so much better. You raised a powerful analogy of being in the airplane and the flight attendant says in the event of cabin pressure change, not the oxygen mask gets put on you first. And the one uh, the one lesson that I learned since last year was that you hold firm in your posture of what you're worth. And I think that there have been numerous sources that have echoed that as we've navigated through through COVID and the pan- the pandemic that, you know, as as you take a look at what you bring to the table and uh, do the calculation, do, you know, uh, recognize what your worth is, what you bring to the table and stand firm in that and be proud of that. And that you're in, in doing that process for myself, I was quick to realize that I'm not for everyone. And for the services that I provide, I have had people inquire and, and I've had some people say, you know, that that's too, you know, that's out of my price point. And, you know, I, and we've had a conversation about that and, we've, and I've customized in a way that we could meet in the middle where I'm able to provide a service for them that may not be bells and whistles and, and it's worked. And it, I think in the beginning it was, it was a hard pill to swallow for me because I felt like, you know, am, am I worthy to say, am I worthy to quote these prices? You know, maybe I need a lower because in my field, I'm an online fitness and nutrition coach. In my field, when the pandemic was happening, people were offering things online. People were just, uh, you know, free uh, Zoom classes uh, and, and just, uh, and it seemed like there were those in my uh, health and wellness industry that were, that just kept lowballing themselves. And so that was something that I was aware of. But in doing so, I also found the clients that have, uh, that we have been a, a great match, that I'm able to meet their needs and they see my value and I, I over deliver in my services so that they are also able to see the value and I'm able to pinpoint that. And it's, it's been 
it's been an amazing process for me to understand that, you know, when I tell my own line and I put my hard work behind what I, what I stand for, uh, you know, it's going to, it, it's, the outcome is going to, you know, it's going to be a good outcome. I'm going to reach the people I'm needing to reach and, uh, and I'm not for everyone and that's okay. My name's Adrian and I'm complete. I think that's amazing. Go ahead, Antoinette. It was Olivia. Um, my comment was, I think we have to be very conscious about the prices that we make. Because if you give someone a discount because someone else is paying full price, finds out, they might not like it. So if I gave you a story, I'm going to get a discount. Or if I, So you have to have guidelines on how you, and you have to be transparent to all your clients and all your customers. So one doesn't feel that um, they weren't manipulative enough to get a better price from you. But I also think that, um, that you have to, like you said, I think everything you said is right. You have to say, what, what are you worth? And don't let someone make you feel like you have to compromise. And if you do, like you said, let them know that you're making a deal with them and maybe change a little bit the, the way you deliver that service so it gets comparable. Maybe you don't um, have as many sessions or as long as a session, or maybe there's something else that they have to um, add. I'm not sure what the service was, but um, I think the advice that you give about saying yes and also knowing what you're worth is just awesome. I think you're awesome. Thank you. Thank you. So, you know, the, there's another thing I wanted to point out, unless Antoinette had something she wanted to contribute. Actually, Olivia pretty much said what I was going to say. And the way that I uh, the way that I reward is by adding, not subtracting. So, for instance, there might be a family member or a friend or, or someone who signs up early, you know. Um, instead of discounting them, even family and friends, um, I'll give them something more. So just think of it that way as well. You, a worker is worthy of their wage, right? You are worth what you're worth. And how you value yourself, others are going to value. You're not doing anybody any favors when you're just giving away your services. You're not going to value it the same. Um, and gifting something for a very specific reason is totally different than discounting. There's gifting and there's discounting. Mm. So, for, for instance, I do have a niece. She is a hardworking, young, uh, single mother, and she has proven herself. She is working hard. She's being responsible. Um, I am gifting her a membership in my program. Mm-hmm. She's in the wellness industry, and I train uh, wellness professionals how to get out on the world stage. I'm gifting that for her, but I'm not discounting it. There's a big difference between the two. So that, that was my input. This is Antonia Rose. So, you know, the, the power of the integrity of your self-value, is, it can't be emphasized enough because the reality is, is that there is a moment in time when someone is looking to see if they're going to hire you. And what will have them make that step is the understanding of the value you provide. And it's more profound when you can provide that value, having already grounded yourself in the value that you provide. So you, your self-worth 
Your understanding of the value you provide has everything to do with your ability to set your price and keep it there. And yes, just like Adriana said, I find myself in conversation with people who cannot afford my price point, and I look to see, well, perhaps we can work something out where I take away something and bring the price down, and maybe we won't, like she said, have all the bells and whistles, but we'll get you started. Because one of the things that I provide is I provide coaching for people to get to the life of their dreams, and that means more money, more things than they ever had before. So with my commitment to mentor them to more money, they will be able to afford the coaching. So having said that, there's one other thing that I want to say, and that is um, I'm going to uh, open up the line again for her. I'm sorry, um, would you say your name again, please? With the, yeah, great. Um, I'm sorry, say it again. Great. Let's make sure that you know that there's nothing wrong with what you did. It wasn't wrong. I don't like to use right, wrong, good, bad. I like to say, did it work or didn't it work? Did it not work? Because it's about workability. If it didn't work, well, let's not do that again. Tell her not to share the fee with anyone. That's it. This you can that request, or you can also just let her know, just know that you got a discounted rate. You can, she can share all she wants to because you can't really control what she says to other people. But just let no, her know, I, you know, Betty, what, what the, the price she, you got was a special rate, and anyone that you refer to me won't get that same rate. And let her choose whether, yeah. you know, you, don't, you, don't, you can't control what she says as much as you try to. I'm done. She's going to say, yeah, she's gonna say what she says. Just letting it go. Okay. All right. So um, is there any other question or anything else that um, anyone want to ask me? Because there was one other conversation I wanted to have before we close. And I want to make sure that, because I know that two of the people weren't expecting to stay here for the whole thing. We're, we're now like almost 15 minutes to nine, which is when I end. And they were just going to pop on for a few minutes and here they sit. So is there anything else for anyone else? Uh, okay, here's the conversation I want to have. Um, because um, one of the things, most of my audience is women. And one thing about powerful women that I like to keep in, in, their, in their consciousness is that I believe that each and every one of us powerful women are here for an ordained reason. There's a mission that you have, a conversation that you are meant to have. And that conversation, there are people that are waiting to hear it. So if you have a service, like I couldn't help but notice that both Antoinette and Adriana are health and wellness, you know, um, professionals. But you provide a service that contributes to people's well-being. And that message is critical for some people. Life you know, altering for some people. Like the whole conversation for me about health and wellness was came to a head when my husband of 26 years passed away suddenly out of the flu side from complications of undiagnosed diabetes. And I was 10 years older than him. And he was fit as a fiddle. And he was a vegetarian and ate healthy. And yet he dropped dead 
from complications of undiagnosed diabetes. And that was in 2014. And from that day to this day, I started to alter my patterns of eating, my, my exercise, and I started to lose weight and feel good and get fit because I understood that at the age of 27, my son lost his father. At that time, my parents were still alive. My father was almost 90 and my mother was 82. And his father had passed away. And if I wasn't careful, he was going to be an orphan while my parents still were alive. So I took on my health and well-being. And because of that conversation, I'm now on the pathway. I'm not on the other side yet of full health and wellness. So I take it very, very seriously. The message that you have to have people be well, to have them take on their health and well-being. And I want to play a song for you. And I know that you're like, huh, what, a song? But um, the first time I heard this song, I actually cried. And I don't even know if that was the intention of the, of the person who sings this song. Um, her name is Lauren Daigle. And Lauren Daigle um, sung this song. It was released in 2019. The song is called Rescue. When I heard the song, I'm going to tell you what I made the song mean and why it it made me cry. I was inconsolable for two days when I heard this song. And for those of you who stuck around longer than you meant to, hang around for just a couple of minutes more because I'm going to play for you the song that made me cry for two days straight. The song is Rescue.
Here's a song that had me crying for two days straight, and I'll tell you why. In that song, that profound song, what she's singing about, she's singing about someone who's hopeless. She's singing about someone who doesn't think they can go on. She's singing about someone who doesn't know that help is on the way. There are people who are waiting for your message. You were sent here specifically ordained to deliver and contribute that message. And every day that you don't, there's someone who isn't rescued by you. And there are people who are waiting. And there are people who will give up waiting because they just can't wait anymore. And that's why I cried. Every day, every hour, I'm not spreading the science of yes. There's somebody who gave up waiting to hear. What's your mission? What's your message? Who's waiting for you? Don't keep them waiting. Have your message be strong. Send your message out powerfully so they can hear it and come to you. There are people who are specifically waiting for you. Next weekend, I have an event. It's a three-day event. It's the Yes Mastermind Intensive. And I'm going to teach you how to tap into that core message to get it out there so that the people who are waiting for you don't have to wait any longer. June 24th, 25, 26. You can write to me and I'll send you the link. My name is Pam Heath. I am the Yes Coach. I'm Pam Heath at YesCoachForYou.com. That's Pam Heath, Yes Coach, the number four, the letter U.com. And I'll send you the link to register for the event. Please, speak your truth and have your message be out there. Rescue who you were sent here to rescue. We only have a few minutes left of the show, and I just wanted to open up the floor to anyone who wants to comment after that incredible, extraordinary song 
while I wipe tears off of my face. I think that anyone who's resonating with you would like definitely come to this event. I've also um, read your book, um, Say Yes, and it's just a great book. I was like, wow, not only are you a great writer, but the stories that you tell, the messages that you tell are just so powerful. And if you can get that book, I can't imagine not having it elevated in a three-day event. So thank you for offering that opportunity to us. Oh, you're quite welcome, and thank you for those lovely words. I I appreciate you. I really do. And the event next week is based on the book and the process in the book. Um, the seven areas of life that I impact, we're going to be going over all seven of those areas with mentors in those fields. The The area of health and wellness is going to be covered. The area of, of wealth and, and career and finances is going to be covered. The area of love and romance. The area of uh, spirituality of fun and play in the home environment. We're going to cover everything that you need to talk about and get through, and it's going to be an extraordinary event. So, you know, again, if you want to hear more about it, just reach out to me, Pam Hees, at yescoachforyou.com. You can find me on social media, on on um, Facebook and on Instagram as Pam Hees, the Yes Coach. Um, let's, let's get together and rescue who we were sent here to rescue. So that's all for me. The the show is over. The podcast will shut down, but I can still hang around for a few minutes on Clubhouse. But I just want um I want to hear anything else anybody has to say after after that song. I'm gonna say goodnight. I just love I didn't think I was great. Thank you. Thank you. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.